and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, podcast by a group of architects with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Your local Baron, Justin. Wait, is a can a Baron be an architect? Of course. Your, your exterior designer, Adam? Uh, and Debbie. Just, just me. Just me. Such side hustle. It's crazy. You're an architect and a Baron? And an interior well, I mean, you designer. Know, the Baron would be kind of the title, and then architect would just be my hobby, wouldn't it? Nobody does architecture as a hobby. You do when you're a Baron. I'm sure there are people that do architecture as a hobby. Isn't that just like drawing buildings? Look, I don't know anything about this. Look, this is a board game podcast <laughs> where we play board games in our collections, and then we talk about them. And today we are talking about Architects of the West Kingdom, which is what I'm told is one of three games in a sort of arc uh, that uh, I don't really know anything about. It, but there's three games that are that are connected with this West Kingdom motif. Uh, it's a it's a it's a game where you are trying to build stuff and get points. And I mean that's that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll go over more of it in the overview. But Justin actually owns this game, and so we'll give you the back of the box blurb uh, and uh, and and all that stuff whenever you're ready, bud. Architects of the West Kingdom is set at the end of the Carolingian Empire, circa. 850 AD. As royal architects, players compete to impress their king and maintain their noble status by constructing various landmarks throughout his newly appointed domain. Players will need to collect raw resources, hire apprentices, and keep a watchful eye out on their workforce. These are treacherous times. Rival architects will stop at nothing to slow your progress. Will you remain virtuous or be found in the company of thieves and black marketeers? And uh, and this game is uh, it's pretty complicated. It's uh, higher up on the uh, complexity scale for me. So uh, for this overview, I'm probably going to gloss over quite a bit, but we'll uh, try to give you the, the gist of how this game works. Uh, so the way the game board is laid out is there's one big, big main board that has all of the actions, action squares that you can take. And there's basically like two flavors of action spaces. There are, or I guess there's three. There's three flavors. Let's say, let's say three. There's, uh, yet little circles, uh, and that's where like only one person can go. And this is pretty limited. There's only, there's only three of them. And they're at the black market, which is kind of a, a space where you can get generally resources or you can hire apprentices. And it's a, it's a really good set of spaces to go to because they they get you stuff uh, a lot of stuff uh, but they do have a cost associated with them which is a little bit higher than some of the other places um, also there are a bunch of spaces where uh, you can have multiple people uh, hanging out in and these are like your quarry and your forest and your mines where you gather resources there's uh, the, uh, the 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 king's king's storage i think it's called I'm trying to look at the rule book, and it's really, really small. Storehouse, I believe. Oh, I almost got there. King's Storehouse, which is like you can trade stuff in. There's also the tax stand, which uh, is a place where you can get money from, and I'll explain a little bit how the tax stand works. There is also where you can hire apprentices because uh, there are cards abound in this game. Uh, so there's a there's a spot where you can uh, where you can you can see where the apprentices are hanging out, and you can put dudes down to sort of uh, hire apprentices, which will give you passive bonuses as well as as well as they can give you like end 
end-of-game bonuses and, and all sorts of stuff. A- as well, there's, like, a place where you can just get money. And then there are the two, like, most crazy uh, squares, I would say, which is, like, one is the... It's called the Town town Center, or... Uh, t- is it the town, town Center? I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. It's really small. Uh, but this is where you can... Uh, the, <laughs> the fun part for me in this game is using the uh, the Town Center, which is essentially a place where you can go and then, like, like nab people from other squares which is really hilarious. Um, and then there is the uh, gatehouse or the uh, jailhouse, uh, which is in the top right-hand corner, which is where you can deposit said captured people for uh, fun and profit. As well, as there's a third type of uh, flavor of where you can put your dudes down, which is in the top left, which is anytime you're building something, which is uh, either a card from your hand, because there's like building cards that you can get, and you have to have like a certain amount of resources to be able to build those. Or if you're building the cathedral, which is like another sort of separate uh, uh, track that everybody sort of shares and is trying to jockey their way up, anytime you build stuff on... Anytime you build a building or you advance yourself up the cathedral, you have to put one of your worker dudes down on this little, uh, I I don't know, on this grid, and they basically stay there forever. Uh, So the the basic flow of the game is that everybody gets their personal board, which if you're playing the basic game, everybody's the same. If you're playing the advanced game, everybody starts out a little bit different and has special powers. We started with the base game, and uh, and you get your workers. You have a finite number of workers, uh, which is important, uh, sort of relating to the nabbing aspect of this game. Your turn is essentially putting down a character or one of your workers onto one of the spaces and then performing that action. Most of the squares there get better the more people you have on them. So if you put a guy on the uh, mines, you will get a clay, as well as one clay for every dude that you have on that space. So if you have two guys on there and you put a third guy on there, you'll end up with four clay. Uh, alternatively on a lot of these spaces, they have sort of like an additional thing or an, uh, a thing that you can do instead of. So in that same mine spot, you can get one gold for every two people that you have on this spot. So in this way, like you will be able to do more and more actions depending on how many people you get or get more and more resources depending on how many people you have on that spot, uh, which is uh, which is why uh, the nabbing aspect comes into play because like uh, if, if everyone was just able to put their guys down and do whatever, then A, you would never get your people back and B, people would just get all the stuff that they need. So what they have is this uh, concept of capturing people and which is, so you put a guy down on the town center and then you pay money, uh, which, uh, Throughout this game, uh, there are two different money symbols, which is kind of confusing. But if it's a red money, it goes onto the tax stand. And if it's a, a, a normal colored money, it just goes into the bank and goes away. But basically, for paying one gold or one silver, sorry, you can go to one location and like nab everybody of one color. So if, for instance, Adam, who's playing red, has just been hanging out on the mine, he's got five people on there, I can go and put one dude onto the town center and grab all of his little guys and put them onto my board. And they will just remain there forever until they either go to the jailhouse or Adam decides to pay a bunch of money and get them back. Can You can add on more people into the town center to be able to nab more colors of people. So if everybody just happens to be hanging out in the mines and I have enough people in the town center, I might just be able to gather up everybody's little meeples and put them onto my board. Uh, this is uh, interesting, again, because like they don't get those back right away, as well as you can just go to the jailhouse and then you can sell them, question mark, to the jail for one silver each, which is a pretty damn good way of making money, if you ask me. Um, so... 
that's kind of the most interesting part of this game. Um, there's a few things that happen on what's called the black market reset, which is essentially if, uh, if, if, if people fill up those black market spaces, because the black market spaces are the only ones that have uh, have a limit to them, if those are all filled up, it triggers this thing called the reset. And that is essentially like moving some, some cards around on the black market board, sending the people on the black market board to the jail. Um, everybody who's in the jail, like loses some points, potentially uh, someone gets like a debt or something like a bunch of stuff happens. And then everybody sort of goes on their merry way. But in general, like that's, that's something that happens. And sometimes it can trigger different abilities that are on your uh, apprentices and stuff like that. And it's like all over the place. Again, the way the game works is like you're trying to gather resources and stuff so that you can build uh, your buildings that are in your hand, as well as making your way up the cathedral. And then as soon as enough people are down uh, on that, uh, like building, grid uh, the game is over and then you tally up the points which are generally going to come from again buildings how high up you are on the cathedral um, how much gold you have hanging around how much silver you have hanging around you'll lose points depending on how many debts you have Uh, you'll lose or gain points depending on how high on this like virtue track you are which is like that bounces up and down depending on how you go about paying for certain things or how often you go to the black market and uh and yeah so so that's kind of that's kind of the overview of how it works. Again, there is like apprentice cards, which give you bonuses. There's anytime you go up this cathedral, you'll get like another little bonus. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. So it's it's kind of hard to go through. But the basic flow of the game is everybody takes a turn where you put a guy down, you get resources or you pay for stuff to get apprentices. Some of it goes to the tax stand, which like people can go and rob later to just get tremendous amounts of money. Um, and you just do that back and forth, gathering mineral, gathering materials, getting apprentices, getting buildings, putting down buildings or racing up the cathedral track until uh, the until that grid is filled up and then everybody just counts up their points and you're done. And it takes about two hours. We are pretty much on the mark um, for our first game, especially it was very rare, but everybody had known ahead of time that this was a complicated game. And so we'd all ha- sort of watched a Rodney music video. Nope, a Rodney uh, <laughs> a, a game explanation uh. video uh, ahead of time. <laughs> Uh, to try to get ourselves into it. Um, so that's kind of a, like, that's the quickest overview I can give of this game without taking, like, the rest of the episode. Uh, did I miss anything uh, terribly important? Nothing important, I don't think. No, I think you got a, a good high-level overview. Did you mention how the game ends? Uh, yeah, so the game, yeah, the game ends when you have uh, enough people on the little grid dealy, and then everybody sort of gets a, sort of gets a last turn to furiously put out the last bits of things or, like, release their people from prison or whatever. Look, the only thing I was putting out was fires, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, one more turn, I'm just gonna dump all of Adam's people in jail. <laughs> Seems like a good idea. You know? <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was in, like, a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> Listen, we just needed to send all your people into debtor's prison. Is it debtor's oh, nice, prison? Man. It just seems like regular prison, but it has like a very open door policy as to who goes in. Well, it seems like <laughs> debtor's prison since you have to like pay whoever has the most people in there gets debt and you have to pay to get certain people out. I don't know. I think that's just general bribery. I mean, that could be. Sometimes you have to grease some palms. Filthy. So what did you guys think? Um, For me, this game reminded me of the um, Robin Hood game that we had played once. Um, if I could remember off the top of my head what it was called, that'd be really great. Mm. Robin Hood and his Merry Men. That's it. Uh, but this did a much, much better job of it. Uh, this I actually quite enjoyed this game. I think because we'd played the 
a game similar to this previously, I kind of knew what to expect. And I think I, um, I had a bit better of an idea as to how I was gonna to go about playing this. So I don't know, for me, I found it really enjoyable. I kind of like the fact that there's, um, again, multiple ways to, to actually accomplish the game and actually, I think, win and get points. Um, I think that's for me, probably the hardest thing to really wrap my head around was, um, how you're going to get points. Um, I think while you're playing the game, you are, uh, kind of moving up and down your prestige, uh, mark or, uh, uh, I don't know what you call that scale, I guess. Um, and that kind of, I guess, gives you a potential idea in a sense of where you sit, but in many ways you can, um, get a lot of points in, in other ways. And so it's a little misleading and it's, it's a little, um, hidden in the sense that you don't really have any idea of how well you're doing, um, in a lot of ways. So I knew I had 20, like for myself, I knew I had 20 points on the board because I, uh, raced to the top of the cathedral and beyond those 20 points, I didn't really know where else I was going to get points from. And so that's the only, I think, downside to this game is that you have to be, uh, you kind of have to be comfortable with that kind of game where, um, where everybody sits is a little more on the, on the hidden side. And you really are just hoping beyond all hope that you've really accomplished, I don't know, something decent. Um, I think you could very easily get blown away in this game and not even know it until the last minute. Um, which can be a little frustrating, I think, because you don't really have any opportunity to, um, I guess, come back and really stop, you know, um, stop yourself and put yourself onto a, like a different methodology. Um, that's really for me that that's the, the major, I think downside to this game, but beyond that, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think the only thing that I maybe disagree with, like, I don't think there's any hidden stuff other than like, you don't, you obviously don't know what other people have in their hands. Um, so they can always just like bust stuff out, but like the amount of points that are available to any person is kind of, kind of out in the open for the most part. Um, one thing I will note the scores in this game didn't go very high. So it's like, you know, I had, I had a couple of, or I had one building that was kind of hanging around that was like, oh, get one point per like person with, or apprentice with, uh, um, the, uh, like tile layer symbol on it. And I was like, well, this isn't going to get me anywhere. But like at the end of the day, I probably could have eked out a few more points, uh, uh, on, on top of everything if I had like grabbed a few other people with that symbol. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how it, it being a low scoring, a lower scoring game makes some of those, some of those smaller buildings like really important. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's definitely not like, I, I guess hidden is probably a bad way of putting it, but it's not like you don't really have a running tally, which is what I'm usually used to in a lot of worker placement esque games, you know, like you're kind of slowly adding points up as you go. Whereas this one, you really have to go and pay attention to what, um, is like laying in front of people and in like in front of their player boards and things like that to actually go and count everything out. Um, and so I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's, yeah, it's just not a running tally. I guess that's, I yeah. guess where my, my thought process lies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take a long, hard look over at Adam and be like, Hey, uh, what you, uh, what you got over there? 
<laughs> what the hell? You look like a man who uh, needs some of his uh, workers gathered back up. <laughs> they were gathered. They were absolutely gathered. Justin, you're the one to talk. I remember looking over like about 30 minutes in and you just had like a stockpile of stockpile of materials, a bunch of people captured, a ton of money, and like no buildings out. And I was like, Justin, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing with your time? Well, you've got like, you've got like eight know, marble kicking around. What the hell are you planning on doing with all this stuff? Well, you know, I figured that was, you know, eight points. So I might as well just hold on to it. Uh, I, I definitely this time, because I played this game before with my brother and my dad. And that time, the first time I played, I had kind of a clear objective. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to rush up this cathedral track, maybe build a couple buildings. And that's, you know, that's it. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay away from this black market malarkey, and I don't need any of that. And uh, so the second time, as I am want to do, I you know try something completely different. Uh, in this case, it didn't necessarily work out for me, uh, but I, I did have a lot of resources at the end. You were all up in that black market. Oh, yeah. No, I got that illusionist to uh, help me uh, avoid uh, getting caught by the law, and uh, I just, just went all in. <laughs> just making deals, you know, wheeling and dealing. That was that was my strategy. Wheeling and uh, dealing. Didn't quite work out, uh, because I, you know, I forgot the part where I was supposed to build buildings, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which may have come to bite me in the butt. I definitely, I definitely let that part of the game fall to the wayside as well in favor of just like rounding other people's people up, uh, which is, man, that's so funny. I, that, that is, has to be my favorite mechanic of this game is having no way to get workers back off the board besides having them rounded up. I don't know. It just seems funny. Oh, you just like put on your your best like sheriff of nottingham garb and you're like you know what let's go and kidnap some people yeah just to hate we didn't allow this many people gathering in one place right now you're all gonna have to come with me poof my god busters or something yeah pretty much checks out (laughs) what'd you think adam i i thought it was good man i i enjoyed it um once again this this recommendation comes to us from um friend of the show kevin hey kevin yeah shout out kevin right on you you Um, put a lot of of sauce on that one i don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, no. no um yeah, Kevin Kevin recommended this one to us. He he sent in a list of a few games, um including including Architects and um I was uh I was thoroughly impressed with this one. I thought it was super fun. There's a lot of a lot of thinky bits. Um a lot of stuff that you're that for a first playthrough, I you know, of course I went into it with no <laughs> no game plan cuz I mean <laughs> Who, who does that? Who, who thinks about what they're going to do before they do it? Not this guy. Um, so I, so I just kind of went into it and I like scouted out the board and I thought, well, I don't know, this, this cathedral looks important and it's got a lot of points on the side of it. Maybe I'll build some of that. Uh, and then Debbie got involved and I couldn't build as much of it as I wanted to, uh, so, you know, I, I built a few buildings. I just tried a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Again, I didn't really have any, I didn't have any, any sort of focus, which, um, kind of paid off. It's, it's good. This is very much up my alley. I like the theme. I love like the medieval thought, like the medieval theme on it. Um, I, I could, 
I could live with less of my guys getting rounded up and thrown in jail haphazardly, <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. Um, one of the cool moments that I had while playing this game was sitting there and thinking, man, I really need, I don't know, like I, I think it was, I think it was a piece of gold. I was like, man, I really need some gold. And I already have a few guys at, at the mine, so I could technically get like two pieces of gold if I... You know, if I if I really wanted or I could get a piece of I, I don't even remember what it was. I, I, yeah, I could get like two pieces of gold or something because I had I had that many people at the mine. But I was like, man, if I send another dude over to the mine, I guarantee you, <laughs> you know, the sheriff is going to stroll by and I don't know, ask to see their papers or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. It just <laughs> man. Every time you add one more dude down there, like I start licking my lips, like mm, look at all, yeah. look at all yeah. that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and that and that's just what it is. It's like you you need to like obviously play your own game and and do what's going to be best for for um, advancing your your play, right? But but then um, at the same time, you 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 got to be careful because somebody's gonna come and steal your dudes <laughs> like, and it's it's just one of those situations where it's like man i really need xyz material or i really want to take xyz action but if i make it too enticing for someone to come and pick up my my guys as opposed to somebody else's guys uh that's not great <laughs> so it's I, I don't know. I at the at the end of the day, I thought this was fun. I like the art style too. I know the art style is super kind of kooky and weird, but I don't know. There's something about it that I find really uh, I don't know. Really speaks to me. I, I found it the art style. I, the first time I saw it, I was like, "Hey, did the Penny Arcade guys do this?" Yeah, it looks it it is very it is very similar or evokes a similar. But it is really thing. well done. Yeah the uh, uh the what the the yellow guy here is sufficiently sinister with his like very narrow eyes and huge bushy eyebrows oh, yeah. and now like they yeah. all evoke an emotion. Hey, that's me, of, isn't it? Uh, that was yeah. you, yeah. Randolph, yeah. I think, or Rudolph, Oof. Rudolph, or Rudolph. Rudolph. I don't know. I like to go by Debbie. Well, not anymore. Sorry, Rudolph. Oh, it's it is Rudolph. Oh, wow. good huh. memory. Weird. I was just making a joke. Yeah, all the and all the apprentices are like really well done as well. Like they have some very memorable head shapes, I want to say. Like some of them just look super crazy. The acolyte, the jeweler, like are two of the two of the weirdest looking people I think I've ever seen on on a piece of paper. Everything in here just looks very unique and it's all very straightforward generally what it is. And I don't know. I I feel like the way that you just put down a single guy and you pretty much just collect some resources in general keeps the game flow going really well like there's no secret agendas to worry about there's no like weird multi-step process like the only thing that really gets complicated ever is busting your guys out of jail (laughs) um and uh when the uh, black market reset happens and that doesn't happen so often then that it really kind of you know it doesn't really throw the game into reverse like a lot of other upkeeps do because you're kind of constantly doing the upkeep by you know rounding up people's workers uh so it's it's fun that they put that sort of normally very mundane boring thing into sort of a fun mechanic you know it's not like you are wasting an action to collect your work back into your pile or something it's somebody is going in and seeing that you're just getting a little too synergistic over in that mine and they are spending an action to 
you know, grab all those workers, you know, shove them, shove them in their sack. And it, uh, it, it feels more, it feels more meaningful. Like it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to waste an action gathering my workers. No, you know, this guy's taking them and it's like, ah, oh, you, you don't like it, but you know, they still have to spend an action to do it, but then, you know, they'll get some money later on. So it kind of comes out in the end. So it, it feels more dynamic than a lot of other Euros, uh, worker placements, which I come across as little slogging sometime. Yeah. Especially when you have to spend an action to like get your dude back you can do that in this if you like me had just a bunch of people hanging out in the town center you can use your town center action to gather your own people back so that is also an option but definitely the more fun option is uh waiting until someone's rounded up a bunch of your guys and then go busting them out of jail it's neat it feels fresh like it's 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 a it feels like a new take on on uh these mechanics and it's it's just it's just good like it's just a a nice well put together very clever game and that's that's probably one of the biggest things i like about it just to put a damper on justin's point about it being straightforward there are a fuckload of symbols in this so like don't think that you're gonna get away from looking at the rule book every now and then to remember like what the hell does uh like castle turret arrow like black card flipped over mean like you're still gonna have to look up the reference a few times during your playthroughs but it's nothing that's like it's it's way more clear than something like uh the fucking marvel game where everything was just like the same color and like the symbols were basically looked the same oh, from villainous yeah 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 sorry yeah villainous i liked the the quick reference guides the two there was two pages right that had the the uh apprentices and it also had the buildings i thought that was really smart and super helpful yeah i think it, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to like you know put out go either take your rule book and just like quickly photocopy a couple copies of it or i'm sure that there's uh some sort of pdf or something you can download off board game geek that would it's just the quick reference guide i mean it 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 seems like it'd be kind of beneficial at least for the first couple games for everyone to um have their own copy of those quick references for just such a for just such reasoning as um you're going to be referring to them in your first game a lot that and uh, you probably also want a quick reference for what happens during the reset because that doesn't come up very often and you'll you'll be like wait what does this stupid thing mean and it's like a five-step process none of the none of them are complicated but you will probably forget about it so i i would say probably hunting on board game geek for uh for that um for that like quick reference somebody's bound to have made a fan fan version of it that has all the stuff you need probably go a long way in addition to uh in addition to the five players that you can play with you can also uh do like a solo game apparently um there's also a variable setup so there's like an advanced version like i mentioned before you can have different powers for each of the different colors i think there's an expansion for this game so there is quite a bit uh available to you within within the one like base or within within this uh within this game itself um so there's a there's a lot to chew on i think yeah and there's like two players versus ai or something like that i, I could have sworn i saw that on the the tabletop like scripted in the tabletop it's sim also in the base well game. scripted is a is a loose yeah term yeah, right, but right by the point. solo play it's a 2p versus bot where you can add a byzantine opponent to your regular two-player game this is correct. Uh, it seems kind of cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it gives you a nice little option to do sort of a semi-co-op thing. Are you which, trying to beat right. him? Is that how that works? Yeah. Where the fuck does it say that? See the hmm. oh, reference card. Okay, it's on. I'd look it up, but it's on. It says it's on a reference card, so it's it's somewhere else. I I can't I can't look it up. Just looking at the rule book. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, we lost Debbie. It's, it's yeah, not we tried that I've I've tried yet, but uh, it does give you that option in case you uh, are are hankering for a two player game, but don't want to uh, necessarily be straight head to head, which uh, you know it can uh, can raise some tensions with some people. What whatever are you talking about, Justin? Mm. I'm just saying that you know sometimes straight competition <laughs> can be too much. Feel like you said that oh, at you, me, Tom. I'm way over here. How could I possibly say that at you? <laughs> right. Simply in merely in a in a in your general oh, direction, yeah. whether you happen to be there or not. <laughs> you know, gotta uh, gotta, gotta keep things loose uh, for when we do a uh, a tactical World War Two game. Uh, <laughs> Look, Oof. I've apologized for that incident multiple times. No, 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 not that one. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, oh, yeah. Sometimes those ones can get tense. I think we were okay in the two-player ones. Generally, I feel it was the like epic twelve-hour. Unless, unless machine guns get involved, then then tensions can get high. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, anything else from anyone? No, it's a good game though. Good game. No, I feel that. So. Thank you, Kevin, for for another good uh, recommendation. I look forward to the other games, like the two other ones, because I want to see how they connect them and how they, yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting thought to me because they're, apparently they don't play the same way. They're entirely different games. So I'm very curious to see kind of how they all, I don't know, work together. And and like Adam said, if there's some that are better than others or one that's better than the others, um, I'm just, I'm very interested to see if, if, if we all kind of end up with an opinion over of the of the trilogy which one do we like the best you know uh and why we like them the best i'm i'm interested in that like i realize that none of us own the uh the other two versions i'm sure somehow we'll end up with at least one of them in our house but um <laughs> <laughs> you hear that did you hear that guilty uh, uh, i'm not going to mm. lie like so I like I I I was looking at picking up one of these. I, so uh, first off, when I was originally looking to pick them up, I had heard nothing but good things about these games. Um, and I, I I don't even remember, but I was talking with someone about about the tr- about what is not what I now know is the trilogy, and uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, this game's really good, and if you like it, you should try the other two or the other one or something like that." At, at which point I was like, what? <laughs> like, what What do you mean the other ones? Um, so I, at that point, found out that there were there were some others. I did have, you know, I, I was like right on the fence about picking one up just based on all the, the positive feedback I've I've heard about um, the whichever one I had heard about at the time. I couldn't even tell you which one it was. Um, I think it was Paladins, which is the middle game, I think. Sorry, this did win the expert game of the year in the Dutch expert Dutch game. Yes, the expert. These well, we were talking about them last week, and I remembered seeing one of them. The expert, Dutch and I just game. couldn't remember which one it was. And it happens to be this one. It won twenty twenty best expert game. It won somewhere else too, but I don't know what language that is. So 
Well, Guden Ludo. I don't know what that is. Twenty twenty. This this game is copyrighted twenty eighteen, so that took them two years to translate it to Dutch. I guess probably. Yeah. Uh, I could have also been a late late Kickstarter. A uh, you know copyrighted twenty eighteen actually sent out. Yeah, is that, far later. yeah, you're not wrong about that. I believe we got this one showed up around twenty nineteen. It might have been. Yeah, I think all three of them went the Kickstarter route. Such is the way of board games yeah. nowadays. And and there is, I believe, it's like a standalone expansion or something along those lines that ties all three games into sort of an overarching campaign thing you can do. Oh, really? That's kind of cool, too. If you really want to enjoy the West Well, I'll have to... <laughs> I will uh, do some research in, a, in, in between our episodes here. Yeah, this... I don't know. This one was fun. Uh, I'm... I'm I want to know what the rest of them are all about because I I have also heard that they're they're particularly different and that's that's uh that's interesting like what you know what makes them different how like yeah how do they tie together how how are they independent you know which one which one do I like the best that's I'll uh I'll, I'll share that once we've played all three stay tuned next time viewers then you'll find out. But if you had to like wrap it all up in some sort of review, what would you? What would you? What say, would I Adam? say? I would say that I really love the art style, um, and that yeah, I'd, I'd say that I really love the art style. I would say that that it's it's fun, it's thinky, it can get a little crunchy at times without being too overbearing. Because again, you're only just playing the one guy, but you constantly have that that bit in the back of your head where it's like, man. You know, I, I I really need this this uh, material or whatever, but at the same time, I can't. Uh, you know, I, I can't overstep because there's Tom with his you know his like police okay. uniform on, just waiting to get me. Um, it it's it's good. I I really really enjoy this one. Um, I would have to give this. This is like a nine and a half. Like this thing is really what? fun. Yeah. Whoa. I like it. I like it. I want more of it. I think with the expansion, it would be, I, I think the expansion could bring some extra stuff with it. Uh, the fact that there's like a two player versus AI kind of thing is really fun to me. Um, lots of replayability going on here. I, I Yeah, I think it's a nine and a half. It's a really good game. Yeah. What, what about you, Tom? Well, as everyone knows, unless this is your first episode. I guess my uh, we all have different review scales and mine is on a keep or not keep sort of situation because I have too many board games. I don't own this one, but if I did, I'd keep it around. It's a, it was a really fun time. It was a really good game. I also really like the art style. I really like rounding people up. Uh, the virtue track is kind of interesting because it like the higher you go up on it, like locks you out of using the black market, but being too low on the track, like locks you out of building the cathedral. Cause like the Bishop or whatever, doesn't want you around. Cause you're just a complete goon. Um, but that lets you skimp on taxes. So it's, it's this like, you have to decide which way you want to go, go about doing things. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's really, really quite thinky as you said. Um, and just like, man, rounding up people's dudes is so hilarious. This, this has a really good mix of being a game that is not 
stupid long, right? It took us two hours, basically full stop, which is like a pretty good amount of time for a, a Euro game that is very heavy or hev- on the heavier end, um, as well as it just had some really funny moments in it. Like that, that one point when you saw that, uh, or when uh, I think Justin saw Debbie was trying to get that last piece of gold to be able to build uh, the last bit of the cathedral that she needed. And so he spent about two or three turns just like constantly nabbing that one guy that kept showing up to the mine, which was pretty funny. It's like, why do you keep wasting your time just grabbing one dude? He's like, I don't want you to get that gold. I'm sorry. This is just how things are going to be for a while. So there's a lot of like, I don't know, the, the, the player interaction was done in a really fun way. I imagine if someone did that just to spite you, it could get kind of annoying. But I mean, they're kind of just shooting themselves in the foot at that point and they will eventually run out of money. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really fun time. I think it didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, you know, I would definitely play it again. And if I had it, I would keep it around. I, I recommend you check it out. It is available on Tabletopia officially and I mean, Tabletop Simulator, where everything sort of lives lives if uh, unofficially um and yeah i think the only downsides you know it's like it is a fairly complicated game so you got to have a certain amount of uh staying power for it uh but it but it was a really good game i had a really good time with it yeah this one i would not recommend for for like new board gamers or new new to the hobby board gamers yeah yeah exactly well i mean you say that but i I did play this with my dad the first time i played it and uh, he's not a hobby Mm -hmm. board gamer Mm -hmm. by any means and he uh caught on really quick fair enough um so i i feel like it does have some you, you wouldn't want to be at a table with nobody who knows how to play the game as long as somebody has read the rules well and can kind of know how to do all the fiddly bits i feel that it flows really quite well alternatively you can watch the 28 minute video by everyone's favorite rodney i think i spent less time reading the manual probably but then you don't get to see that square jaw just explaining everything it's true (laughs) man his hero chin is something else fucking amazing Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but I digress. This is a game that I actually own, and it's a game that I'm not about to a uh, sell or otherwise throw out. It's a it's a nice, solid worker placement game, and I mean, worker placement games for me uh, tend to feel kind of stodgy and boring. But this one has enough things going for it that the pace stays the whole time. Like it keeps a nice steady pace. No action feels like you're, you know, throwing away a turn or doing something suboptimal. Like everything feels like you're building towards something where you're slowly building up your workers in each space or gathering up a whole herd of people because a uh, someone's running away in the mine and they're just they got too many people there. Nope. These people are going in here and uh, I'm going to collect a whole bunch of money when I deposit them at the guardhouse. And so everything feels impactful. And I think that's 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 what a lot of uh, worker placement games, I think, miss the mark at. And the main mechanic that I like is the yeah, just the rounding up system. And I really enjoy how there's sort of the two main ways to go about winning. You see, you know, building buildings or investing all your resources into building up that cathedral. And it just opens up sort of play styles that you, you miss in other games. And nothing feels like it is the, the best way to go about things because no matter what you do, you know, you're 
going to get something out of what you do. And uh, I, I, I like it. It's a really great worker placement game. Um, that uh, Yeah, it's just enjoyable. I like it. It's an easy recommendation. Uh, what do you think about it, Debbie? I really enjoyed the game. I really um, found the kind of all the different um, aspects enjoyable to try to figure out. I don't know that I found anything like ridiculously exciting about it, but it's a really good game. I, for right now, prior to the other two, I'm going to give this a four out of five, which is if you get the uh, opportunity to play it, you should do it because um, it, it is really good. And I agree that I think that there are um, a fair number of non-gamers um, that could actually probably easily get into this game. I think the hardest part about this game is just that there is kind of so many things going on. Um, but there's nothing I think about it that's overtly um, difficult. Um, I just, like I said, I think that it's one of those things where it's not the easiest game to see where you stand. But I mean, beyond that, I, it's it's a great game. So for now, I'm going to stick with a four out of five. Um, if you get the opportunity to play it, absolutely you should. I look forward to the other two games to kind of, you know, um, see if my opinion of it gets better or if it kind of lowers um, or if there's one that really just kind of jumps ahead of it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite interested to see what happens. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this and you want to help us build up our following, you can help us out by uh, doing the old like and subscribe. You can share this with a friend. You can do ratings and stuff like that. Any of that would be great. Mostly, I'm just, uh, just grateful that you took the time to listen and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any sort of constructive feedback or anything that you want to tell us you can find us uh, through email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at cgs podcast and if you want to shout at me about how wrong i am you can find me on twitter at team rage tom uh justin do you got anything well hey uh if you want to get a hold of me and tell me how right i am uh you can find me on twitter at don't trust justin uh don't worry you can trust my opinion how about you debbie well i don't trust anything that comes out of justin so, I don't know what that says, but uh, user beware. <laughs> you meant out of his mouth, right? <laughs> wow. Um, anything in general that comes from Justin. Just anything that comes out of Justin. Just anything that comes from Justin That's fair. in general. I just don't trust. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand why. Uh, nonetheless, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at MRSWHYN on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, as per usual, uh, you will probably see my poor, poor little dogs that don't get any love or attention at any point in time. Uh, beyond that, yeah, I don't got really much for you. But if you do want to get a hold of us as a group, uh, you can get us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We love to hear from you guys. Um, just like Kevin did, you can let us know if there's something you think that we might like, something that we should play. Uh, we are still in the world of COVID. So we are still playing online. Um, Alberta is special. We'll just, we'll just call it special. Let us know if there's something you think that we should play, something you think we'd like, um, or if you have one of the three games that you prefer uh, of the West Kingdom, let us know about it. We're uh, pretty excited to to get these done, especially the two-player game for myself. I'm hoping that one of the, I hear one of them is, is really good for two players. So I look forward to, you know, 
having some potential date nights with Adam. You know, I mean, Thomas can have his own date nights and Justin can have his own date nights. My date nights are with Adam. My date night is with Justin. (laughs) Right. That's right. (laughs) The date night episode with Justin and Thomas. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Uh, Yeah. So get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Adam, how about you? Uh, If you're looking to get a hold of me, you can... uh... Catch me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win, uh, streaming super sporadically right now. And lastly, if you're in the Calgary area and uh, you want some barbecue, uh, there's going to be one more. One more barbecue event going on um, for Thanksgiving, which is coming up. Canadian Thanksgiving, which is coming up in October. Check it out. FTW BBQ on Facebook. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.